Welcome to the round five edition of the Collingwood Rant. I'm Sly. And I'm sitting in a ute in Adelaide, Spook. And we're doing a podcast this week because I think Spook just explained why. And we're coming a little bit later after we played on Easter Thursday. Spook, what did you think of the game against Brisbane? I know you're going to hate on it, um, but there's elements of me that I'm subscribing to the honourable loss thing, even though I hate the term. Um, I, I, I still am investing in that there's something building there with the club and I don't mind the losses when the performance like that ended up being okay. I can't believe how much you're going to hate on that. Uh, look, I mean, look, I'm happy that they're building to something. The concerns would be defensively, you're constantly getting these big scores kicked against you. The defense fucking leaks like a, I don't want to use a cliche like sieve. Yeah. It leaks. That's, that's one I don't really fathom because previously under Buckle, defense is pretty tight. It's unraveling now under under fly, but I suspect that there's an underlying um, reason for that, and that that they're going to be trying something new, and it's just taking longer for them to pick it up, um, or maybe they're just shit. I know I haven't worked out what the difference between the two may be at the moment, but um, potentially, um, I think um, it could also be that there's a couple of uh, really old blokes there now too. That's probably not helping things, but anyway. Look, I, I just, you know, I mean, prior to the old blokes coming back, um, I mean, how has been generally pretty good. Moore's been terrible this year. He's one of the younger ones. But, you know, traditionally when you do a knee, sometimes that year, you know, after you come back, it, it's just, you know, you don't hit full cylinders until like a year later. Uh, uh, it can't be It can't be bad. The, the club's pumping his tyres up on the Twitter feed. Oh, well, that's why he signed him for nine years. But, um <laughs> It's, it's it is justification time you think, but anyway, he's not he's not terrible. I I'm going to get back to more in a minute because he's been terrible. But <laughs> I look, my problem is uh, he's always losses in the in the two wins. So remember, we were two zip and now we're two three. So in the two losses, a three losses. Sorry, it's you just seen the same things. You're seeing skill errors, some really poor decision making. Ford 50 entries are just fucking atrocious. I'm not defending Mason Cox, but in the third quarter, there was one where they missed him by 20 meters to the right, to the far side of screen. And then two minutes later, they missed him like 20 meters to the left on the closer side of the screen. It's diabolical how badly their forward entries remain. It just shouldn't be that fucking hard. So in terms of the, the game plan, all it's like, okay, it works if you execute it well. Now, the question is, are these guys ever going to execute it well? You know, for years, we justify Buckley's game plan saying, oh, well, once it clicks, it'll work. But that really never seemed to happen. Um, so that's that would be one of my bigger concerns is that you, I know it's only five rounds in, but you're still, you're seeing the same things, the same problems. I, I think there's there's clearly a, a, a cavern there, a cavern, um, a chasm when it comes to some of the skill um, execution. But you, you would hope that that's stuff that, that can be fixed. But it is concerned, like you said, that it is a bit of a washover. It's the same sort of stuff. And that's um, that, that might just take a lot longer to eradicate, yeah. if at all. Now, but hopefully it is. And look, I'm living you know, in a lot of hope. I mean, when we played, you know, that first quarter, we sort of ran over the top of them. Typically... 
another issue has been there's just been lapses throughout performances. So you know the opposition is always going to get a look in and get the counter attack. And they did that in the second quarter. I mean, I, I don't know how hard Brisbane really tried. They just, it felt like they were just holding us at bay and they always had more in the tank. Um, I, were you surprised yeah, by the selection? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Sorry? Were you surprised by the selections of going up to Brisbane with Dilly and bringing in or playing Cox and 70, 78 tools on top of Grundy, Moore, Ruffhead and uh, Kruger? And it was yeah. just a really tall side. I think that was a gamble and it, 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 and it didn't pay off. No, I mean, Cox and Cameron were, were non-existent. So it's, it's I think, you know, it was, it was worth a shot, I guess. Um, but ultimately, it um, it didn't didn't fire one. Um, you know, losing Mio was always going to be a, a drama. We, who else did we lose? Who haven't we lost? Um, Ginnivan to calf soreness. So he'll be back. Round twenty-one. <laughs> uh, McCreary's been. Out. You're optimistic. He's apparently back round two, according to the club. My check, you know. Um, he had the COVID close contact yeah. nonsense. Round six, uh, Elliot shoulder to be confirmed, so he'll never come back. I mean, I'm actually impressed by Dean. Dean, you know, he's gone from like he'll be back about round eight. Now apparently it's round fourteen plus, so he's working on that. Ash Johnson hamstring round thirteen to fourteen, so he'll be back about round twenty, just in time to play yeah, some games. Promise a lot. And I then... think, I think if the club wants to be serious, they're going to have to start including the year in these um, projections as well. Murphy round eight or nine, so he'll be back soon to do another injury. And Ruffhead <laughs> now is also done a finger injury, so he came back just in time to do an injury. And I think you, quite, uh, you said before. <laughs> What is it with all the finger injuries? That's about the 58th one in the last four years. Oh, you can only imagine that. It's, uh, yeah, it's like a, a friend of ours um, said in a, in a text today, at least they got the finger injury out of the way early. But, yeah, <laughs> that's just one. one. There'll be about 24 of them. Look, I'll, I look, mean, it used to be soft tissue injuries. Now it's fingers. No, no, no. What is there? Is there, is there a problem coding their um, entry passcode into the to the Lexus? No, it's not Lexus Center, was it this week? I don't know. Let me correct you though. Whatever it, was, it is that it, it wasn't it didn't used to be soft tissue and now it's fingers. It's soft tissues and also fingers. So they're doing both. <laughs> you gotta give them credit. <laughs> Building. Maybe they're doing the finger the finger injury, massaging the soft tissues. Oh, maybe the finger injury is a soft tissue injury. Have you thought about that? I, uh, look, I was I gonna say, as far as losses go, I mean it was very you know, it's pretty much what we'd seen previously. So there's not really a lot to cover in terms of game plan. And we're going to give them leeway because he just said they're building to something. So yeah, if we're still... Yeah. And then the, the encouraging thing I found out of this game is, is like in the last couple of weeks, we've, we've failed to fire a shot in the last quarter. At least they had a crack and a dip. We have a dip. Who's that? Sure. sure uh, at least yeah. they had a dip. Um, but they, they could have dropped their heads and, and got steamroll, which is what I was probably expecting at any rate. Um, but they um, they fought back and, and, and got pretty close. So that I found um, encouraging too. And this is that whole thing about this period where you are developing. Yeah, you, you've got to take encouragement out of some of these things, but you can't, like uh, Fly said, um, you can't have, what is it, that quite about 24 honourable losses means you don't win any games or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, he probably doesn't know, even know his own quotes. Um yeah, so but that I agree with as well. You can only do this for a certain period of time before you want to see 
um, a couple of wins come out of it as well because the intensity is clearly there and, and the execution when it's good is very good. Um, but it's just those lapses and then the, and the, the skill deficiencies that's killing us at the moment. Yeah, but it's a developing side at the same time. I don't think your expectations were particularly high. So oh, I thought we'd go undefeated like a lot of our Twitterites. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as I said, I was going to say that, you know, if we were, if we're still doing this in round 15, 16, then yeah, I think it, it becomes open slaver in terms of criticism to say this, um, maybe it's not going to work for you. I mean, we, you, would there have been a better chance of it working for us if we weren't playing that thug, Jordan Ngoi? I mean, what's he doing? He's upsetting a lot of people on Twitter. He's supposed to be in jail, I believe. Um, tell you, on that performance, again, you know, in, in his start to the year, that's the one signature they're going to lock down sooner rather than later. Just put it to bed. I don't give a shit about the people who bleat endlessly about him. Um, he's... He's very good. So you don't give a shit about um, the people who bleak about him? Bleak? Did I say bleak? I don't know. I meant to say bleat. Oh, me, do I not bleak? Squealing, um, squealing like stuck pigs. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I mean, the game plan's the game plan, so we're going to give it some leeway. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to throw this out because I've only been saying it for 24 years. A forward line of Cox and Cameron... If I was the opposition coach, I'd just be going, yeah, that's pretty funny, Collingwood. Maybe they'll mark some, but there's a better chance that they won't. Mason Cox, is he finished? I mean, they're saying now he's a great American experiment over. Oh, he's 31. I, I, I think so. I just don't think he's... he's he just looks ridiculous in those glasses, my, may I just quietly add. Um, I don't know whether they're helping or hindering... Um, I just don't think he's, he's part of the future. So what's the point in really playing him? Do we, we signed him on for another year, didn't we? That, that was it? Probably signed him for six. I'll let it be next week. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you can put a line through that one just quietly. Probably also with Cameron too. But, you know, you're going to have to play some some semblance at all. I, I guess, you know, uh, Cox's insurance, if, if uh, Grundy um, goes down injured... Um, it won't it won't be doing anything hard at the moment, but um, yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, look, <laughs> I've said it since day one with Cox. He's not a forward. He's a ruckman that you're trying to play forward. And if you could get seven foot tall players to play forward, well, everybody will be doing it. And he plays that position exactly the way a ruckman would play. Every now and again, he has a good game, and people go, "Why doesn't he do that all the time?" It's because he's a ruckman. And most times when you put a ruckman down there, they do nothing for about four or five weeks. And then they'll kick a few goals and everybody will get excited. In the history of the game, the only ruckman I know who played forward by, uh, forward position well was Paul Salmon and then um, Peter Everett also to an extent. Every other ruckman who goes down there just does exactly what Cox is doing. Mm. Uh, so I don't think he's, you know, I mean, he's a problematic forward, but... I think they've been asking him to do something he's just not capable of doing his entire career. And I was just going to say, and I'm going to go back on this fucking horse because it's me and, you know, I get a little bit obsessive. Put my check back in that forward line and put Kruger next to him and put Moore next to him. And that, if I was an opposition coach, I'd be scared. I'd be scared of mm. Moore, Kruger, as long as Kruger doesn't end up decapitating himself, going up for a mark or something. Um 
and my check. That is a scary tall forward line. Why we pers- the problem is though. Yeah, go on. Oh, I was just say why we persevere with getting these ruckman sized players and going, well, they're gonna be our key forward. And on top of all that, it's like these are speculative players. It's not even, you know, it's not like you're going out to get a Peter Wright who's another ruckman sized forward who's proven he you know, maybe could play that position and he came high in the draft. It's you're getting guys, you know, Cox would have been pick 184. You know, Cameron was a lowish pick. And it's like, well, you're getting what you paid for. So you're going to say the problem with that is then you stuff up the defence? Oh, yeah. You're obviously, we've we, we got no other tools we can slot back down there. Now, Will Kelly, I think he's he's planning on coming along in 2,158. Um, but who else have we got down there that, that, that could slot into the back line? you got no one at the moment, but I mean, ultimately, you'd probably want to play that Dean down there, Ruffhead when he's not doing finger injuries. I mean, Magden gets a lot of flack, and I, you know, I just think he's not the problem. Um, no, 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 I agree on that one. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not great, but he's, he's, he's not the, the, I mean, he's the, he's the easy one for everyone to point to and say, what a fuck up. Yeah. But I think he, he, he tolls manfully. I mean, he's, his mistakes are nowhere near as, uh, well, his, his positives outweigh the mistakes. Um, but the mistakes can be glaring at times. But fucking hell, point to anyone in defence at the moment who's not making the same glaring errors yeah, and, and leaking goals. So Yeah, you know, and they're not losing because Magden's in the side. You know, and, and if you can no. point at a defender who they're losing, it's Moore who stands 20 metres off an opponent um, and lets his opponents get a free run at it. So... I just think with Magda, you know, he's not the issue. He's obviously not going to be part of the long-term future. But in terms of defence, I think it's easier having played as a defender myself in uh, really high leagues. But, you know, in terms of it's an easier to be a average player and make it as a defender because your objective is always to just spoil. Whereas as a forward, you know, you've got to mark and that's a lot harder to do. So I think they'd find it easier to fill the hole in defence rather than fill that hole up forward. And as yeah. I said before, if you had that forward line of Kruger Moore and um, Majacek and then you throw in guys like McCreary and Ginnivan and Elliot whenever he's fit and, and even Hoskin Elliott, who I know you're a big fan of, it looks like a good forward line. Yeah, no, don't disagree. I mean, I, he went forward last quarter, Moody, and um, ended up with a couple. But um, it just looked like the entry was a little bit more focused when they had someone as a target to kick to. So yeah, there'd be merit in what you're saying. Yeah, look, yeah. yeah the I was just say, I think the other thing too is Majacek and Karuga would immediately become better when there's a guy taking the first best defender and Majacek slips down to the third the best defender. And those guys would And it's only a matter of time that um and it's also each week that it's only a matter of time before Kruger ends up killing himself somehow oh, with, with his attack on it. Oh, you gotta really love these just go get the ball, tack the ball, and then turn around and yeah. go you know, none of these little sideways kicks and shit like that. He just wants to propel the side forward. Uh midfield <laughs> Yep. Do we have one? Uh, it's led by a man named Brody Grundy. <laughs> Do you want to get out of your system now? I'll I'll, I'll just go off and uh, have a smoke or something. Right, well, I don't we, even smoke. We know Brody watches us and listens to us because who doesn't? 
know, the one thing that actually surprised me about Grundy, which it took me a while to pick up, is he used to play angry and he doesn't do that anymore. Nah, he's, he just looks lost. And the other thing is to... He, he, go on. His numbers were terrible this week. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say also is he has a fixation on the op- opposition ruckman. He'll, like, he'll keep looking at him and your time is attacking yeah. the ball. And somewhere along the line, I think he must have copped a big whack from the opponent and now he's just become so preoccupied with protecting himself that he times his leap to whatever the opposition ruckman is. It means he's jumping early, he's jumping late, he's just jumping into the opposition ruckman and he's not actually, you know, you look at someone like Nick Nat or even like Grundy years ago, his whole basis of game was just, I'm just going to jump over you and get the tap. And he doesn't do that anymore. He just jumps into his opponent and times everything around his opponent. He's, the way he's playing, and you know, you've said it before, you're paying him the big bucks. He needs to work out is, you know, what sort of footballer they want to be. Because right now, he's terrible. Uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a concern. And what is he? I think we talked about he's about what twenty eight or something too. It's yeah. You know, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be slowing down to a stop at this age. Yeah, you know, I, I thought under Fly that he might sort of reinvent himself a little bit, but he's just just seems to be going backwards each week. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate, look, hopefully you have a blinder this weekend, but um um you know, it's just not looking likely. And you got um that beg that's by all accounts, his performances in the Ruck and the BFL is very, very encouraging. It's at the point almost with Grundy that you've, you know, you've got to have to earn your spot. Oh, and he's yeah. just not doing enough. And I'm hoping that someone's going to knock down the door and then start threatening that. It'll be fucking terrible. And the, the media will have a field day when the bloke that you signed for seven years on a million bucks a year has dropped to the BFL to get a touch. It'll happen. I mean, well, hopefully it, it, it doesn't happen. He, he comes good, but you know, at least there's something there that, that's that's going to have to make him earn it. I was just going to say, I mean, you don't even need that big. Go play Cox as the ruck for a couple of weeks. Play Darcy Cameron as the ruck. Fucking play, uh, play more as the ruck. It's you've got other options there anyway. So um, you know, and that Cameron's about mid twenties or something. It's like go see what you have with him. Go see if he's going to mm. be better as a ruckman. Like I said, I think Cox is actually a much better ruckman than he is a, you know, as you said, 31, he's not really going to be part of the future, but still, it's, you've got the alternatives there and how long you persevere with this player who's horribly out of form and there are various issues in his game, which range from, like I said, he just is so fixated now with the opponent and he, he fails to adapt to, to um, you know, what's happening. He's lost his anger at the game and his intensity, and he's not even doing the other stuff that he used to be good at, like a lot of the ruck roving and that. He, that's not happening consistently. It's just like, well, drop him then, you know, and just also send the message to the rest of the squad. Well, we're not going to, and I actually like that McRae has dropped players like Henry, and, you know, when he's felt like, okay, you've had a chance and you need to do better. So go for it, drop him. I know they won't, mm. but do it. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, the message would be pretty fucking hard as a kick up the arse, but, you know, maybe that's what he needs. I mean, nothing else seems to be working. 
Well, the, the thing you got to look at is he two nineteen when he was all Australian. Twenty twenty, he started that season good, but then once it got COVID interrupted, he came back and he was really a shadow of himself. And then twenty twenty one, he was pretty terrible the whole year. You know, you got to look at like twenty twenty when we played West Coast in that final in Perth in that last pivotal ball up bounce. Buckley chose to play Cameron as the Ruckman rather than Grundy. So this has been going on for a while. It's not just like, you know, it's not happened the last four rounds. So they've got to work out what the hell mm. they're going to do. And whether that's just paying the soft cap tax and bringing in someone like Peter Moore and that just to, you know, to, to privately tutor him and go, well, this is what you need to do. Yeah. I reckon he's needed that for years. Uh, we just we just don't believe in specialised rock coaches. You know, you look at even... Um, all the good work that Monkey's done over at, at Hawthorne with, with their ruck division over the years. You know, and, and look at him. He's not, he's not exactly your uh, pristine athlete anymore, but clearly he he has that tactical nous or, or an understanding of the position that he's imparting wisdom. And I think that's, that's partly what he needs as well. I think, yeah, he's gotten by so far on natural talent, but it's, it's just now it's just all over the place. It needs to be rehoned back into something that can be an effective weapon again. Well, it's even something like, again, you know, maybe just toss it up and just go, well, Cox is going to rock. We're going to fucking play on the wing. Just run around the wing for a bit. <laughs> you know, just... Like Richo. But, it, but it's also maybe just... Maybe the problem is he's been just too fixated on trying to rediscover his form as a ruckman. And it's like, well, you're overthinking it now. Maybe we just need to let you play and you know, rediscover your touch just for the game. And then we'll use that as a stepping stone to go next into, hey, you've rediscovered some form around the ground. Now we'll push you back into the ruck. I mean, the other thing too, if Grundy is like, a, I've always said he doesn't play as a traditionally tall ruck and doesn't have those big marks and all that sort of stuff. There's, there's aspects of it, his game that I won't blame McRae because he's just got him there, but that they should have been looking at in his developmental years. And they never seem to have, Home that they just sort of seem to believe we've got a athletic phenom here. Let him just find his own way. And it's like, well, this is where we are now. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. That you know, when you remember when Malthouse got to us, you know, you pretty much jettisoned fifty percent of the list straight off the bat, and it was a fairly high number of the following year that was was cut before he started building what he wanted. Now we haven't seen really anyone cut. At Collingwood, and I don't think you can do that sort of stuff anymore with the way that lists are. Um, but it'll be interesting. I think there's a number of number of players that probably should be cold at the end of the year. I'm not saying Grundy's one of them, but um, it, it's, it's almost interesting to go. <laughs> yeah, well, it clearly ain't going to happen. But yeah, it's that whole thing about look, McRae is doing the best of with what he's got, but you know, clearly he's going to have to put a line through some of them and think that they're they're lost causes. Um, and next year will be a completely different ball game. So that whether that impacts the way that you manage that that first year of a club like the way we are at the moment, you know, we, we can be competitive and and stuff, but we're lacking a lot of A grade talent. You know, who would you consider to be our A graders at the moment? It's it's probably Degoe and. And, and Nick Davis. Davis. That was a joke. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's it really. Um, the rest of them are, you know, probably high Bs to Cs. But, you know, we're really lacking that, some of that polish that's needed. And, you know, hopefully we get that into the year. This comes back to that whole 
um, strategy of look, it's great to win, and you know, it's encouraging for the list and you know, learning a game plan and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm, this year I'm not too particularly fussed about wins. If we end up with better picks at the end of the year and we can nail a couple of fucking clear needs, um, like an inside mid or a key forward or a key defender, I'd be fucking chuffed as. And then, you know, you'd start looking at next year as that elevation attack to, to improvement. Yeah, look, I agree mostly. Um, just the thing is, you know, I don't want to go too young because that just can also work against you in some ways because, you know, you know that senior framework. So it's like if you do you just keep playing the gut, oh, sorry, the uh, Hoskin Elliott for another year rather than, having a forward line set up, which is Ginevan, McCreary, and some other youngster, Henry, you know, and you're really relying on to an extent where you're just they're doing stuff or they've been subjected to pressures, but they shouldn't be too soon. So that would be my only concern. But yeah, I, like I agree. Mm, and that's it. I don't really like, you know, this pre or this philosophy that a lot of supporters have that can be a quick turnaround. It's like, all right, what's going to be a quick turn? Go go play clubs that have been sitting on the bottom for five years and team is full of top 10 picks and let's see how that goes. Will it just be... We've, we've, had, glaring, we've had glaring deficiencies for years and, and none of them has been addressed. You know, the, you know, I think once they are, that's the start of the rebuild in, a, in effect. At the moment, we're in a mini rebuild phase. You know, we're, we're, we're trying different things and... And, and blooding um, or getting games into into the ones we think are going to be part of the future, um, but this isn't this isn't finished by a long shot. Yeah, look, I hundred percent agree. So, in terms of the architecture of the rebuild, I hope they're realistic more than idealistic, because yep, you know, I know I've been tipping Carlton to come up for about twenty eight years, but I look at their side with. You know, Kerno, McKay, okay. uh, Weedering. I mean, that Plowman's is sort of more of a plotter, but, you know, he was a top pick. So they got like a, uh, a spine in place. And then with their midfield, they got that Sarah, who was like a pick five. Walsh, who was a, was a freakish pick one. Um, Cripps is yep. a lower pick, but he's, he's, a, he's a gun. You know, so he's got an injured finger, though. Oh, yeah. So he probably won't play again. Oh, wait, he's at Carlton. Um, but, They've got a really good nucleus, and that's when you can start. That's why, like, Jack Silvani suddenly looks like a world beater. It's like, well, you've got better players around him. And, you know, you get back to that 218 grand final side still. You look at it, it's like Tyson Goldsack was your full back. Jeremy Howell and Tom Lang were your center half backs. Your yeah. center half forward is my check, and your full forward is Cox. And it's like, is this is you really thought you'd win in flag with this spine? You know, no disrespect them. They tried their best, but. If you're constantly putting these square pegs in the round holes and somehow thinking yep. that this is going to work out for us, yeah. Um, just going to throw this out there: we're surprised that West Coast just suddenly fell in a fucking heap against <laughs> Sydney. Wasn't it staggering? Um, and and they they had a, a number of better players back too, which um, yeah, you didn't see that coming. Yeah, look, I don't know what it is. No, I think mentally, sides I think just like to lift against us. It's you know, it's it's, it's bewildering. But we were we were terrible that day, so it just makes the loss now even even harder to swallow. Yeah, I, I think the other thing though too is, I mean, we're talking to some people in relation to 
um, the game coming up against Essendon. So Essendon's come off an embarrassing loss and they've got players out. And yet the attitude is still, oh, I can see a strop in this. And this oh, is, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, this, I'm shitting bricks. Yeah, this is the you hear the clinks? Well, this is the problem with Collingwood. It's just, this is, I'm not saying it's a problem for fans because we're being programmed to feel this way. You know, it's not like we're just being pessimistic. It's like, this has happened before. And it's happened time and time again. And that's why we anticipate it. So it would be great if oh, the club recognised this culture and just said, fuck, we need to not drop these danger guns. And the thing too is, I reckon if you look at something like a West Coast, like when we played them last week, if we just came out and smashed him in the first quarter, that would have been it. It would have been like, yeah. they would have realised it's a shit side, it's a tough struggle, but the whole game, they were in it. So, you know, momentum carried it at the end. It's just, we don't seem to have that ruthlessness to say, we're going to smash the shit out of you and humiliate you. So, anyway. That's yeah. Yeah, and I hope that's that, that tie up the priority list of things to to address. You know, and and Fly comes across as a you know as a, as a good guy and you know worldly and an educator, all that sort of stuff. But geez, I hope he's going to kill instinct. He came from a side that was was a pack of pricks. Hopefully, he's going to bring some of that to it. Oh, now you look at you know, look at it, and I think yeah, you know, you're always going to have comparisons because I think we were pretty close to. To, to nabbing Mitchell as a coach, um, you look at the way Hawthorne are executing that win against Geelong the other day. You know, that was impressive. Um, and that's a side that's developing. Yeah. And, you know, you wonder how much of that is that, that and that's what I really wanted if we were going to get Mitchell was that real fucking killer blow instinct. And, you know, I just hope that the that, that, um, that fly has the same, same approach. I'm sure he does, but um, I just... I'd like to see a little bit of fucking anger sometimes from the from the side. Oh look, I, I got to say in relation to um, Hawthorne, never really surprised me. The game on against uh, the Easter Monday game, I really expected them to drop it once Geelong yep. started coming back, and I had to go out. Uh, and then when I checked the score for the final siren, it was like shit. They actually won. They held on against the Geelong that was sort of rampaging and has history of Hawthorne, so they'd want to smash him up, and Hawthorne won. And I look at that Hawthorne side, it's like, it's not like it's got any fucking great players in it at the moment. I mean, they're all sort of young. It's got a few better players at the top end, but there's not like there's any elite talent there. And the, and the guys who are elite, you know, like Gunston, that were, they were, you know, what the hell's Gunston at? That's 64 now. So Mitchell's done an amazing job, and, you know, everyone was sort of going, well, why did you get rid of Clarkson? It's like, well, fuck. Maybe they were right. Maybe they saw something in Mitchell and showed him this guy can coach. Uh, yeah, it's clearly, um, it's clearly, a, it's clearly a mindset thing. Yeah, but so I just hope that, um, yeah, Fly has that similar ruthlessness. Mm. Clash against Essendon, they were embarrassing against Fremantle. So you know what that means? It means they oh, be stung into action. Well, you've already had Lloyd um, come out. I think there was a clip on Twitter where he's he's declared he's put a line through them. They're fucked. You know, it's it's always where a former fucking champion comes out and 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 then uses that um, position in the media to 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 pump up a side. You know, that's that's happened. So we can put the put the put a tick next to that. Um, we've already started dropping players, so roughheads out. That 
that's the other lead into this sort of thing. It's it's just all steering perfectly for a uh, a diabolical loss. Well, we lost in the VFL, but we had some good players. Henry was good again. Um, Polder, I believe. Yeah, you know. So again, and and, and McRae was actually uh, Finley McRae was really good too. So he's potentially someone that could come back. But there's no one. You know, I mean, the goey came back and had like an immediate impact. So there's no one you'd imagine is going to be like that. It's the big, you know, Leo. Oh, sorry, yes, you're right. But, you know, he, um, he might not have the total the goey impact because the goey was phenomenal. You know, mm. 20 possessions, kicked four goals. And some of the goals, I mean, that last goal he kicked, the banana kick was. Just, oh, Jesus, that was just incredible. Actually, and can I point this out too, sorry, because I, I forgot. You know what fuck pissed me off? The guy kicked that with about two and a half minutes left and then he ran off and he never got back onto the ground, I believe. No. It's the stupidest rule. Well, not rule. It's a, yeah, whatever this... Well, no, it's a guideline or whatever yeah. it is. But it's always been the case. You kick a goal and that player comes off. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. And especially the guy. It's just that... Yeah. You know, it's like, hang on, this is the guys on your premier midfielders and he just kicked the most goals also for you. And you're taking him off. It's like, what the fuck? It's if I was the Cray and I saw him running off, I would have just got back on the phone. And oh, I think he was actually on the lines there anyway. I was just go fucking run back on, go stand at full forward for the next minute, catch your breath, and then go into the midfield. We don't need yep. you parked on the bench for two minutes while this game unfolds and you're a match winner. So I just and it's just, oh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but against Essendon, as you said, I mean they've been stung, they've been shit. They've been terrible. I mean, the one game they won, which is against Adelaide, and they just won that. Uh, I saw some of that Fremantle game. They were really embarrassing. It's shocking how terrible they've been. So we can expect that... All the bikes that usually um, stitches up as, uh, at least isn't playing. So there is some level of, um, geez, we should. Yeah, but you never can confidently say it. This is the thing. You, you don't want it to be like, geez, we should. It's just be like, let's smash the shit. It, it, I, don't I, I don't know what happens inside the coaches' rooms. I know we're past the years of rah rah, we're going to smash someone. But having said that, if I was coach, I'd be like Sensei Chris from Cobra Kai. You know, I'd be fucking mercies for the week. You know, you can smell these people are vulnerable. Let's fucking drive them into the ground and smash them. Um, let's humiliate them and enjoy doing it. Enjoy punishing it. I, I know that's not the attitudes that you generally have now in football, but fuck. I'd be looking at them. No, fuck it. They're shit. Totally agree. They're an yep. old enemy. Smash them. Yep. Uh, yep. Put them to the sword. Yeah, totally. So anyway, uh, I don't know who, the, who we're going to bring in. I mean, we're still you know, days away. We're playing Monday. Uh, so we're still quite a way away from the game. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fucking round selections. Well, there'll be 24 injuries before then, too. Yeah, so there's plenty of time. I don't know what the forecast is going to be like for that day. I mean, Melbourne just changed overnight Went from fucking shorts and singlet weather to overcoats in the space of about 12 hours. What's your tip? Um, Essendon by about 148 goals. Okay, that's going to be a close one then. Uh, <laughs> I'll say Collingwood by 26 points. No, I mean, the thing is, like, on paper, we should win this by 10 goals. Yeah, they've got nothing. They, But then, you know, fucking, they couldn't beat the waffle side that West Coast rolled out. So what level of confidence do you have? Look, if they play the game like they did, um, 
against the Cats and, and against um, um, Brisbane, if they play like that, we're a shoe in. And I think it's also an important game too that we we fucking just like build a massive buffer at the start. You know, the ruthless part of me would then be just run the fuck over and win by a hundred goals. Um, fucking make them feel like shit because they are. Um, but you know, I still have that fear that we could just have those momentum shifter games, which I just don't think we handle particularly well at the moment. I'd, I'd rather just sort of put it out of doubt and just run over them I would early. Totally agree. You know, um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how McRae himself handles Anzac Day. Uh, you know, it's his first. Yeah, well, I did read on Twitter there's a rumor that um, they're going to bring um, uh, Malthouse in to do the pregame address because he used to do some fucking blinders on Anzac Day um, yeah. to, to rally and you know, rev them up. And then you, you get a lot of ex-players that used to say that um, you know, they, they really didn't know too much about uh, what happened and, and that sort of thing, but they, they certainly ran onto the ground, you know, feeling you know, like they were walking two foot taller. Hopefully that's true. Um, you know, I think if that's if that ends up being true, that'll be massive. Not, you know, I think it'll be the, you know, um, yeah, the reason why they go win. But I think it's that thing about just cheese you up for the start of the game to get you into that into that place where you you start hard. So if that came out of that, great, great initiative. Get him in there every year. And I think the other thing too is. Um... You talked about the momentum shifts. Collingwood actually need a game where they just control the whole game. Um, yep. They need to get like five, six goals up and just at least leave it there because yep. it must be entering their heads. Oh, fuck, at some point, we're going to just, you know, we're going to waver and the other side's going to come back. So for their own development, they need to know they can just maintain control of the game for the whole entirety. Uh any final thoughts? Great. I, I'm tipping Collingwood by 26, I think. So, any final thoughts? Um, no, just go ahead and smash them. Just, just treat them like they are. Just, just win and win well. I think that you know that'll be just a massive boost for everyone, for supporters, players, team, everything. It's just one of those things that you need after the last couple of weeks. You've been close. You know, you played well. You just haven't got the the four points for for a matter of reasons. Just fucking put all that behind you and just go out and smash the pricks. Yeah. Uh, Anzac Day medalist tip? Um, uh, Whispery Nick. Oh, that is, that's a good one. You can't put a foot wrong. You can't put a foot wrong. Fucking book in the hamstring, the soft tissue. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'll go for um, Brody Mychek. Yeah. No, I think... Um, I think Deggs is probably the most likely one there, but you know, hopefully he has a blind and kicks twelve. Oh, dude, I, I have to go wins it, and then when he gets booed, he just tells everyone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> no, I, I agree I, on that one. I just wanted to cut like a pro wrestling promo. You know, I want him to even no, fight the medal and then just toss it at someone. That's it. That's it. I don't want him to hit someone just flip- in the chair. You know, just. I think it's just, just stand there, take the medal, and just start cranking the uh, middle finger up. That old gesture with the winch thing. Just uh, what's this? What's this coming up, boys? It's like um, what's his name in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Anyway, that's it from us. We'll be back in front of the camera next week, as long as Fuchs allowed back into the state.
Later. Yeah, is there is there nothing is there nothing happened in Victoria that I should know about? Is there um, restrictions? Is, um, are in the borders slamming the borders slamming shut. I think they've been in charge for a number of years. Yeah. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be it'll be good to, to come back to the to the wild and woolly wet. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. All right. Later. All right. Catch.